Well, it's official. I've clearly run out of ideas. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the podcast dedicated to helping you get smarter at recruiting and hiring. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of employer brand and modern recruiting so that you, yes, you, can hire better talent. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? I'm your host, James Ellis, and you can find me on Twitter at The War for Talent. That's at The War for Talent. Or on the Talent Cast website. Got a question? Got a topic? Got an idea? Tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. Ready to roll up your sleeves and think big? Great. Let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Uh, yeah, going to find me at uh, in Austin in next month for Talent Brand Summit. If you want to come and you want the discount, holler at me. I'll give you the code, and there you go. Otherwise, I'm going to be uh, I'm putting together a little employer brand thing in Chicago a couple weeks. Um, just let me know. I'll put in the show notes or whatever. It's actually technically all full, but if you ping me and ask me nicely, I will find a way to get you in there. I'm also doing Yellow's user conference in May. I'm doing ERE in April. I'm doing Sherm in Nashville, and I think that's April. Um, so there's lots of ways to find me if this is the sort of thing you want to hear, uh, or if you just want to find an excuse to bump into me and tell me, you know, this is this is a bad idea. Whatever, but right now I'm going to talk about Mary Kondo. So I'm probably, well, bastardizing is not the right word, but I'm anglicizing the name. Uh, or the pronunciation thereof. But by now, if you don't know who Marie Kondo is, I don't know what's wrong with you. She's best, huge best-selling book, you know, made the rounds on podcasts, and then Netflix decided to turn her into show because, you know, Netflix apparently has all the money and production teams so they can turn anything in the show. Up next, my podcast as a show. And doesn't that sound like a horrible idea? Anywho, huge hit, huge thing. It's the whole idea that, you know, you want to tidy up. You want to get things clean, keep things neat. And there's the underlying philosophy, which is a valid one, certainly, that if you have it, it should make your life better. It should make you be happier. Uh, the line everybody's tweeting and, and responding to is, if it doesn't bring you joy, let it release it back into the world. Valid. Valid, right? You know, the, the we can go full on Tyler Durden. Things you own end up owning you, right? There's less stuff is better. I'm in a house with a four-year-old, and trust me, I would love to kind of get that model into my kid's head, but she's four and I'm not going to be a total jerk about it. Um, She can have as many of those stupid stuffed animals as she wants. Yes, half of them are unicorns. Like I said, she's four. Anyway, uh, (laughs) her favorite color is rainbow. This is my life. Anyway, you shouldn't, you don't need all this stuff. The stuff, most of the stuff we have, we have because we're sure that one day we're going to need it or we think, I mean, you know, we can't get rid of that. It's, you know, there's, there's, someone might ask for it or, oh, my mother-in-law gave me that. I, what if she sees that I don't have it anymore? And there's all this stuff that comes with having stuff, right? All these emotions, all this guilt, all this fear, all this, all the emotions that come with owning stuff. And, and, you know, the, the, the philosophy here is if it doesn't bring you joy, if you look at it and you don't go, that makes me happier because let's be fair in the Zen model of life, we're all going to be warm food at some point. So you might as well hang out and have some fun while you're here. That's really the ultimate reason for existence is to bring joy to each other and ourselves and blah, 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 blah. And that's a, that's an anglicization of Zen, you know, Buddhism right there. I appreciate that. I'm wrong on a lot of levels, but there's an idea, right? Your stuff should bring you joy. Valid. And if it doesn't bring you joy, this is the excuse you might need to get rid of it. 
you know, the, the, the stack of photos you never look at, throw them out. You don't need them. Um, I remember going through a divorce and realizing what on earth does one need with a thousand CDs. Yes, I literally had furniture for a thousand CDs. Hey kids, for those of you who don't remember, CDs or physical media with music on them and then you just turn them into a tiny little hard drive and stick them all on an iPod and what the hell do you need a thousand CDs for? And I sold many of them and got rid of a bunch of them. I kept a few, whatever. But you know, if it doesn't bring you joy, if you don't use it, if you, it's not part of your, your life, if it doesn't make your life better, get rid of it. Why on earth am I talking about this, you might ask, as you should. Well, what if uh, Mari was, or Marie, I'm, again, I'm anglicizing it, I'm sorry. What if she was in charge of our employer brands? What would she say if she looked at all the stuff you do as an employer brand professional or as a recruitment marketing professional and say, well, how would she approach it? It's a valid question because a lot of having spoken and having dealt with a lot of recruiters and HR people, uh, there seems to be a level of, I don't know, guilt, maybe concern, maybe fear. I don't know. If one of those generally negative emotions uh, or things you don't necessarily want associated, they're not positive, don't make you feel good, uh, about a lot of our stuff we do as an employer brand, right? There's a lot of, hey, it can be okay. There's a lot of... Um, Right, there's a face you make when you talk and think about your employer brand. It's kind of that squinty eye, like, yeah, you know, I don't want to bug you. Uh, we're really happy where we are, but, you know, maybe I don't want to get in your way. I don't want to interrupt you. Um, I don't want to say we're better than everybody else. Right? There's that, 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 that clenching face you're making when you're like, I don't want to brag because I'm a recruiter and HR type person and bragging is not in my nature. Um, you know, there's that thing. And so consequently, a lot of the output on the employer brand side has that clenchy feeling to it, right? You know, here's an employer brand video. We tried to make sure everybody was included. So we got everybody's viewpoint and now it really doesn't say much. Uh, I was talking to someone who runs an employer brand of a big telecom company and their career site homepage has a picture. I, I said, you know, I was, you know, talking to him. I said, hey, do you know exactly what's the head picture on your career site? She goes, yeah, I do. I said, what is it? She goes, well, it's a guy in his 20s who's got a knit cap on. He's got headphones on. It's a black and white photo. And it's, and I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. But what is it telling me? She goes, well, it's trying to tell you, I guess, that we, you know, we're, we're, anybody can be happy here. And I went, how possible is that? I mean, what, what place on earth is, is a place where everybody can be happy? Even taco shacks have you know, vegans who are like, I'm not happy here. I mean, no place is great for everybody, but somehow they've decided to hang their hat, literally on the knit hat, on this idea that everybody can be happy here. And that's when you kind of scratch the surface, you're like, that's not possible. That can't be possible. And I, you know, and I and, and Marie would ask her, does this bring anybody joy? And the answer is going to be not really. Our, and, I, and, and, and you know by now that I'm all about inclusive and diversity and I want lots of viewpoints. And it puts us in a very tight spot sometimes, right? We want to put pictures up, but oh gosh, there's just white people or there's just, you know, um, dudes or whatever. There's just a group of people. And it's like, that's not who we are. We're everybody. We've got, we got a lot of colors and flavors and all, you know, viewpoints and all that stuff. How does one picture define us? And you just want to say, can it? Is it possible? I mean, really, if you're talking about, hey, look at a lot of variety of cars, you're never going to have every single car. You're never going to have every single version of a pickup truck or a coupe or a sports car or a sedan or a wagon or, or, or a minivan or a people mover or whatever. You know, you're never going to have all the different variations, the mini, the micro, whatever. You're just going to have some and say, look, it's a suggestion. 
And the problem with HR and recruiting is they approach a lot of this employer marketing branding stuff as a, we are defining a comprehensive definition. And that's not what marketing is. That's not what branding is. Right? When you look at an ad for a car or you look at an ad for a cereal box, and do they say they list the ingredients on the cereal in the commercial? No, they go, look, put it in your face. It makes you happy. It tastes good. Maybe they have a secondary message of it's good for your body. It's good for your heart. It's good for something else. But really, just put it in your face. Eat it, dang it. That's the thing. If you're looking at a car ad, it's not going to say here's every detail of the car. Here's the amount of torque the engine's putting out. It's not about every last detail. It's about saying, look, when you get in this car, you're going to feel this thing. So you want to feel this thing, get in the car. That's how branding works. It's about sparking. It's about setting off. It's about creating an emotional moment that leads to something else. No one looks at a car commercial. People who write car commercials don't write commercial commercials. They say, okay, when we see this car, everybody's going to want to buy a car. They're not that dumb. No, they're just not that dumb. They're, no one thinks that. What they think are, hmm, I wonder if they see this car commercial, will they be more interested in learning more about the car? Will they be more interested in watching to see who else has a car? Will they keep an eye out for instances of that car to say, how does that, did that commercial make me feel something or did the car make me feel something, right? There's a, a I, personally, there are kind of cars that I think are ugly, but at the same time, I love, right? The, the Nissan Juke, which is just a, weird looking car it looks like a dune buggy with attitude i love that car it's ugly but i feel something it's not about the commercial i feel something when i see that car there's an element of design that like speaks to me on some level you know where most cars look kind of the same um that's the car that says i'm different and as by now you know i kind of dig that i'm really all about the difference but the car never said the car commercial never said now we sell cars and if you approach your employer brand to say, and now we get more applications, or now everybody wants to work for us, you are missing the point. The job is not to make applications. The job is to spark a kind of joy. Now, how you want to define joy is a thousand percent up to you. What kind of joy, what flavor of joy is exactly up to you. You're kind of, that's kind of what employer brand is, is understanding what kind of joy these kinds of jobs spark right? We've talked about it. If you're working at a super famous hedge fund, the kind of joy you're sparking is everybody thinks I'm super famous and, or super rich and, and powerful. That's, the, that's the, the, the joy you're sparking. There's a joy of ah, everybody thinks I'm powerful and rich, right? That's a, that's, a, that's a kind of joy. It's not necessarily the kind of joy you like, and it may certainly not be the kind of joy you offer working wherever it is you work. If you work at a trucking company, you're not saying, hey, work for us and you're going to be rich. The kind of joy we spark is rich. Maybe the kind of joy you're trying to spark is flexibility, freedom, opportunity, control, autonomy. You're going to be your own boss to some extent. You're going to, you know, you're, you're driving by yourself for the most part or maybe with a partner. You're on the road. You're doing the thing. You have freedom, that stuff. You get to be your own boss, all that stuff. That's what the joy they're offering. And if anybody goes, I wish I could spark the joy of richness in a trucker. I would say, go ahead and spark it all you want. But if you can't deliver, why did you bother sparking it at all? So far, so good. Fantastic. But if you can't get enough of this stuff, I have some news. You can bring the James Ellis experience to your event or company. Just go to jamesellis.us and learn about all the kinds of custom presentations I can build and deliver for you or your team. 
But if it's time to get some hands-on help with your employer branding, recruiting, and hiring, either from the ground up or some strategic support, I would love to help. Just reach out to Proactive Talent or ProactiveTalent.com. That's where I work, and we can help you hire better. Cool? Cool. All right, let's get back to it. If it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out. When you try and burden your marketing and branding with comprehensiveness, with completeness, by trying to show every single viewpoint and every single perspective and every single color and flavor of person and every single job and every single, every single, every single, that's called a dictionary, right? The words just do it is a brand. There are three words in it. It says something, it sparks something, it's supposed to make you feel something. If it's the first time you've seen it, it sparks something. If it's the thousandth time you've seen it, hopefully if they do it right, it continues to spark something. If they wrap it in a good pretty picture or a good video or a good voiceover, it should spark something. There are still 40,000 other words in the English lang modern English language they're not using because their job is not to list the words in the English language. Their job is not to describe themselves in comprehensiveness. If they wanted to describe their job in comprehensive, maybe it takes thousands and thousands of words. I know Enterprise Holdings has a book of their history and they use that to define their entire brand. This is who we are. This is where we came from. This is who we are. It's thousands, tens of thousands of words to define their history to say this is who we are. That's not a marketing book. That is a validation book. That is an alignment book. That is a that is a, a rule book to say, okay, now that we've got your attention with these magic, sparky, joy-laden words, we're driving you and interested in one of the things that will help you say, I am continuing to be interested, might be a book like this. Or we've just now hired you. You want to make sure you're aligned with a brand. Read this book and say, this is, I understand the history of this company. I understand what I'm getting into. If it doesn't spark joy, throw it out. An employer brand in HR, and I, and I think, and I'm going to blame HR for this. And by now, HR people have learned not to listen to me because they're sick of my BS. They're sick of me talking and talking smack about them. Yes, your job is valid and useful, but it's not marketing. Oh my God, it's anathema to marketing. It is everything marketing isn't. And the, it's, it's matter and antimatter, right? They should never be in the same spot. And yet, your employer brand lives in recruiting, which lives in HR. So <laughs> best of luck to you. And that's why I continue to maintain that this is the year we start to go, why in the world is recruiting and, mark and employer branding living in HR? Why exactly? The answer is historical precedent that we won't change. Anyway, there's no real reason why we do it. Anyway, I'm hoping my microphone caught that. Anywho, we got to get rid of it. We got to get out of this mentality of HR. HR is about making sure you make a rule that applies to everybody equally. Why? So you don't get sued because you can't say that they, they, they applied that rule judiciously. They applied it incorrectly. They applied it to only to some people and not others. There's discrimination, blah, 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 blah. That's what HR exists for. That's not marketing. Marketing is not about rules. Marketing is about attraction. It's about sparking interest. It's about getting people to say, what? Huh? tell me more. And if you try and be comprehensive and, and, and 360 about everything, you're never going to get that. If it takes, if you get to the same place in three words with Nike and tens of thousands of words with enterprise holdings and you try to equate the two, one's going to work and one's not. Or certainly one's going to work a lot better than the other. So when we approach people who say, 
what does an employer brand do? And then they, and then you know what happens if you're if you're in the business, you know the next question is always like, but is that everybody? Is that every team? And 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 we all struggle with that idea of how do we create an employer brand that is inclusive of pretty much everybody in the business or at least the intention of everybody in the business yes there are people in the business who are unengaged and unsatisfied and unhappy and they'll be leaving soon hopefully your job is not to enfold them into the brand the brand is not democratic we didn't take a vote to say who we are and when you do that never works out uh, the job is for you to distill the art and science of distilling uncovering and understanding and defining in a short easy to understand, easy to digest way, this is kind of who we are. Not this isn't how everybody is or how we are 24-7, but generally this is who we are. People like us do things like this. They, we generally don't do things like that. People like us are about this thing. We care about the mission or we care about the values or we care about each other or we care about ourselves or we care about whatever the thing it is we care about and how we care about and why we care about and what means to be caring about those things, all that stuff boils into the employer brand tagline or the employer brand brand promise or the brand positioning or whatever you want to call it. And there's architectural, you know, I've designed architectures around that that you may or may not buy into and that's up to you. But it's a distillation. It's the clarification. It's the simplification. Simplification inherently means not being comprehensive, right? You can distill Hamlet into about a 60 seconds of plot you're not going to get the whole impact of Hamlet. Hamlet's an amazing play. Hamlet's just insane. Hamlet is deep, man. Hamlet's a lot of stuff. But you can also summarize it in 60 seconds. You could do cliff notes, and there's maybe 75 pages of what it means, but not a lot of the text. Or you could read the text and have the experience. All these things are the same thing, but not the same thing. On a level, simplification gets you to the point and makes you say either one, yeah, that's interesting. I'd like to read that. Bang, you win. Or just as important, yeah, no thanks. That doesn't sound interesting. Got to go by. As a recruiter, you know that's a win, right? You want to attract and repulse people at the same level. What you don't need to do is talk about a third level character when you're talking about Hamlet. You don't necessarily have to talk about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern as major plot points. Maybe one, not the other. Maybe as a concept that the king said, go take them to take him to Denmark or whatever, or take him to wherever they, they sent him. Um, they're bit players. They're role players. They're not contingent to the plot. I'm sorry. Am I comp I'm, am I confusing? No, that, that's not Macbeth. I suddenly had a, is that Macbeth? No, that's Hamlet. Um, they're bit players. And and, and if I'm and if I'm 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 <laughs> cribbing Shakespeare incorrectly, I should hear about it. Feel free. But that's the thing. You don't have to tell every detail. You don't have to introduce every character. Just enough to get the sense of the plot. Maybe that's how you need to approach the concept of an employer brand. What's the sense of the plot? What's the outline? What's the gist? What's the, just get me to understanding the, the, the gist of it, right? That's all it is. And by doing that, you have to simplify. And in the process of simplification, yes, you're looking to be authentic, but you're also looking for the joy what sparks joy because if it doesn't spark joy what freaking good is it if you say our job is to do the job no one else will and it's not meant to spark joy and it doesn't spark joy don't put it on a wall don't put it in your job posting don't put it on your website do not make it the signature for your recruiters if it doesn't spark joy don't use it get rid of it
So maybe that's what your job this week should be, is to go look at your stuff and say, does this spark joy? The nice part is, unlike Marie Kondo, where the goal is then throw it out, this is your opportunity to say, we need to make this spark joy. These job postings, we're not getting rid of them and replacing them with nothing. We're not trying to create space. What we're doing is looking for opportunities to create more joy. Yes, yeah, I said it. Your job postings can create joy. It's doable. I've seen them. They work. They can create joy. Just remember that they're trying to create joy in a kind of person. They're not trying to create joy in everybody. There's no comedian that everybody loves. There's no Even some people think Jerry Seinfeld sucks. He's an amazing comedian. He's not my favorite, but he's an amazing comedian, but some people don't like him. There's no such thing as humor that everybody likes. Some people hate knock-knock jokes, right? It, and the more you water it down to try and be useful to everybody, the least, less useful it becomes. Joy is not a universal thing. It's specific to a kind of person. Not everybody likes tacos. Not everybody likes donuts. I don't know who those people are, but they must exist. I'm, you know, I don't like wine. How's that, right? There are people out there who go, oh, I can't imagine living without wine. Great, good for you. That's you. I'm not a wine guy. I'm a cocktail booze guy for when that's appropriate. My joy is different than your joy, and that's okay. And you know what that means? It means your employer branding can choose who you want to spark joy within. In fact, that's kind of your job. I mean, that's literally your job. Figure out who should be here. Figure out what creates joy in their mind. Connect the dots. Right? If it's more than that, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear you see that. I'd love to see how you explain what your job is if it's not about creating that kind of joy. And trust me, yes, I will argue against it to say whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to say is trying to create a kind of joy. People are not motivated. I mean, yes, people are motivated you know, negatively by fear and they're motivated negatively by hate and all those wonderful things, but that, that doesn't last too long. That's a fast-burning candle, right? That doesn't really kind of maintain itself. Joy, desire, love, attraction, interest, connection, the feeling of being yourself, the feeling you're being of being something being part of something bigger, the feeling of being connected to others, all those things are things you can maintain longer term. That's what it means to spark that kind of joy. It's just a matter of understanding what flavor your business cares about and maintains and rewards and recognizes and builds upon. Your job is not to hire, you can hire anybody, but that doesn't mean you can hire everybody. It means you can. You should be hiring the people who best match the kind of joy everybody else within the company cares about. Not to go off a tangent, what? I know, but that's what we mean by fit, right? People, when we talk about fit, there's always someone in the audience who says, but doesn't that lead to non-inclusive and discriminatory and monocultures? And it's like, no. No, the fact that you're motivated by wanting to belong to a team is not inherently white or black or brown, is not inherently male or female. It's not inherently anything. It's some people, let's say 5-10% of the population are motivated by being part of a good, supportive, non-confrontational, non-dysfunctional team where it is truly we over I. I'm not that person. 
Maybe you're not that person, but those people exist. In fact, many of them are insanely good at their job. And if that's what you're rewarding, that's who you should be attracting. People who actually want that thing. People who want to be famous, people who want the opportunity, people who want to develop themselves. Again, not inherently black, brown, or white, not inherently male, female, or something in between or around the, around the corner. It's not inherently anything. It's not inherently gay. It's not inherently straight. It's not inherently young. It's not inherently old. It's not inherently anything. But there are young, gay, straight, old, white, brown, black, male, female people who want all those things. And in fact, focusing on the joy allows you to circumvent the conversation of inclusivity. Because if you focus first on do are they motivated by the same things, turns out the people who show up show up in spite of the fact that they might not nor they might not have shown up normally. If you're known for being all about teams, people who care about teams will show up to your door. And they'll We won't worry about what color they are, what gender they are, what what ethnicity they are, what religion they are, what sexuality they are, or any of that stuff. They'll say, I want to be part of this thing because this thing sounds like me. Right? This, This internal, intrinsic motivation is not gender, ethnicity, race, sexuality, whatever, age based. It crosses all those lines. In fact, in a lot of ways, it transcends them. I have much better communication conversations with people who are much younger than me when it turns out we're motivated by the same stuff, when it turns out we can geek out in the same way. I don't care how old they are. I don't care what gender they are. I don't, if we can geek out together about a thing because we're motivated by similar things, guess what? We geeking out. That is what we're going to do. We're going to go whole hog on that thing. And all the other stuff falls away. Now put three of us in a room, you got a culture, you got a drive, won't take long for the three of us to figure out what we want to do, and we're going to do amazing stuff. It has nothing to do with ethnicity, it has nothing to do with color, it has nothing to do with age, it has nothing to do with race or gender or sexuality. It transcends all those things, or it can if you let it. Maybe I'll put it that way. I'll let Torn Ellis kind of jump into that one. Uh, he knows more about this than I do, and I do not like wandering into this territory too often because I know I don't know, <laughs> simply put. All right. So uh, go ahead and read yourself The Mystifying, Amazing, Magical Art of Tidying Up or whatever that book's called. Uh, you know, and, and, and think to it. Think about it. Think about your employer brand as you read that stuff. It's not about decluttering per se in this case, but it's about reminding ourselves that we should be evaluating all these things and bringing to bear the perspective, the question, the lens of, does this spark joy in someone? Because if it doesn't, it's not helping you. All right, thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Uh, Yeah, not much else going on. You know, stuff. Um, If you have any questions, if you have any ideas of what I should be talking about, you should definitely ping me on Twitter, LinkedIn, websites, emails, Semaphore, I mean, you know, I, you, I think you have to be in, in, in seeing distance in the line of sight for semaphore, but hey, what do I know? Maybe there's a technology that makes it super easy for you. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being a part of this. Thanks so much for sharing. I really do appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent. At the War for Talent. 
Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.